Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Game number three of the World Series came and went. The Phillies hit all the homers they wanted to. We're going to talk all about it. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball, presented to you by Seat Geek Code John Boy Playoffs. Get you 10% off any ticket of your choosing. Game three got rained out and then made up. Became it became November. Mm. November baseball. Astros stink in November, just for the, to let everyone know. And so does Jake. Oh, I didn't mean that. I mean Jake doesn't. Let's burn this game. I meant, and Jake doesn't stink. I've never smelled. I never had like a bad smell out of you, Jake. Thank you. I cover myself in you deodorant. Know. Jim knows. Deodorant everywhere. Okay. Sometimes a swipe across my chest. Shut up and burn it, baby. Shut up and burn it. Rain would scare away all the ghouls and goblins for a canceled Halloween game, but that would mean November baseball in Philly. Park Ranger Suarez would try to defend the undefeated playoff home record at Citizen Bank National Park, while Trev's moxie king, Lance McCullers Jr., would hope to not get fucked by the Phillies offense. But in the first, Bryce says, let's play a little game of just the tip. His two-run homer was the first of five Phillies yabos. Philly legend Alec, there's no place like boom. Brandon hits one into the Martian. Oh, 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 oh. Schwarbo's got to go away from home. Like a late night on Halloween, how about some Reese's Pieces? Hoskins makes it 7-0 fightings, and the zero was because of Ranger Suarez. Five-inning shut piece in the World Series. And how's your weakness? That Phillies bullpen, they remain scoreless. 7-0 final, and the Phillies take a 2-1 lead after game three. Ooh, topical, funny, edgy, edgy. great burn by Jake. Trev's got his hand up. I have a question. Sure. Was that F word, is it actually a PH word? Did you like, yeah. do that? Yeah, PH. Yeah. Oh, okay, then I'm okay with uh, it. I thought it was the F word. No. no. Why would you think? Okay. I'm for the kids, man. Yeah. We're for the kids here. Yeah. Great just burn. a tip. Mm. Bryce did not just tip that brawl. That was <laughs> that was all Smashed meat. Smashed right it. Jake. That yeah. was all of the meat. Who brought us that burn? That burn was brought to you by Cuts. The Phillies were up for the cuts last night, huh? Up to the cut? That's a weird way to they phrase were it. They're up for the cuts. Up for the cuts. Uh cuts. You know I'm a fashionable guy. You've seen me on Well-Dressed Worms Day. Cuts is designed to provide a perfectly tailored fit while also being insanely comfortable. Cuts has all the essentials for lurking sharp tees, hoodies, polos, and more so you can look great no matter the occasion. Trev, you're a well-dressed ball player. Guess what? Cuts has a couple of these guys. Um, Walker Bueller, you might know him. Mariano Rivera, you're probably familiar. And then there's this other guy. Bryce Harper is a Cuts guy. How about it? That's some good stuff right there. So, if you want to be like them and you want to be up to the cuts, go to cutsclothing.com slash baseball. You'll get 15% off your first order. Cutsclothing.com 
slash baseball. They got their long sleeve Henley. Go check them out. Go check them out. Thank you to Cuts. Um, and 15% off your first order. Code baseball. Cutsclothing.com slash baseball. The Phillies win at home. Mm. Place was going crazy. Some good reactions. Uh, this is a big storyline, Trev, that I know you want to talk about. Was he tipping? Was he not tipping? What did Harper whisper to Bomber, they call him? Mm. Exactly. I was going to say the same thing. People get so mad at us about saying boom and bomb, but the whole time he's like, Bomber, Bomber. So, bro, you can call him whatever you want. He doesn't care. The guy just wants yeah. to mash baseballs and look good with his hair. Sneaky taller than I always think. Really? He's Every time he's like stalking dude. around in the dugout, I'll fire it up. I'm like, wow. You're taller than I usually. Is he proportional? Everyone wants to know. It's... I think if he didn't have the hair, he would be even taller. Interesting. I think he's got to keep the hair. I don't. I don't want to see him buzz cut. I don't know if it'd work. Anyway, McCullers gives up the most home runs any pitcher's ever given up in the World Series. Dusty Baker just lets him go out there and die on the vine and doesn't go to his bullpen. I think that's kind of a big story on on the Astros part of things. On the Phillies. It's obviously, did they have a tell? Did they not? But Ranger Suarez, uh, hmm. Ranger Suarez is awesome. He's another start away from, you know, being in contention. Maybe the whole time we talked about this series, we're talking about Ranger Suarez and Noah Syndergaard going back to back in the bullpen games, and they're only going to give you three innings. I'm like, okay, you can say that about Noah, who isn't stretched out. And I know Ranger's been in some different, roles this postseason you know he's he's come in and in relief he even closed out a game but this is a guy that like this scenario five innings pitch no one runs this is not like far-fetched for ranger suarez like this guy when you see him on the mound you understand why topper trusts him so much there's just i saw a tweet out there and someone's like is ranger suarez even breathing like he was just so cool calm and collected out there we had another one of those plays where he just kind of like gets the ball and doesn't really care that it was hit to him. And that's, that is the sign of like someone that's in control. Yes. James. I'd like Phillies fans that watched every single Phillies game and all the Ranger starts to know if that is him all the time. Is he always, I can go watch videos, I guess, always fielding comebackers in that badass way. Or is he upping it for the playoffs in the world series? The one with Bregman in game one, the one get Bregman in game one. I mean, that's about as big of a pimp job on a routine ground ball you can do. So I'm wondering. I I let me know. He he's this is his this is what he does. I mean, he's a very like kind of happy go lucky guy outside, you know, of his starts or his pitching days. Um, and that kind of like serves him well out there, but he's He's just confident, dude. Like, he's got the stuff. He's been in some big situations now throughout his career. And I think he's, like, kind of drawing off of that. And I like that. Um, yeah, I mean, this was, like, to anyone that kind of knows what's going on with Ranger and the type of pitcher he can be, I don't think you should be too shocked that he went out and had this type of performance. Obviously, the Astros are a great offense. And, you know, for him to do this in a big game is great. And you you have to applaud it. But I – the whole lead up to this this game and this series, talking about Ranger going three innings, I, I don't think I ever was like that's makes sense because well, he's a good pitcher. I, I think part of it was you know we, we got to talk about the rain out a little bit because we originally 
when when the Phillies, you know, we were talking about if they lost or won game one. Because Ranger Suarez is, he is, you know, with Nola and Wheeler. He's not with Syndergaard. And people were phrasing that way because of how the series was. But him, you know, we were we were originally debating for that game one of the World Series. Like, okay, can you, can you send him out for game three? Um, ends up not mattering because game three ended up being game four. Um, and yeah, man, he, he looked good. I think you definitely saw his final inning. You know, it, he finishes with 76 pitches, but they're World Series pitches, and I think you ended up seeing the effects of pitching on your throw day instead of just having a throw day, that he was losing a little control, and he ends up surviving that last inning. Altuve kind of lets him off the hook in, in, in that last that last at-bat. But he, he was electric, and he's a guy that, you know, I, I know the broadcast wasn't getting there the right way, uh, he wasn't qualified for the gold glove by three innings pitched. Um, otherwise, he could have gave our guy, Max Freed, a hell of a run for his money, who Max Freed just won his third straight gold glove. So it's, we're, we're talking about high-level uh, defenders. I would have to ask about the swag levels. It feels like he might have turned that up in a little bit for the postseason. And why not? Because the rest of the boys have too. That's the Phillies. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it, James. You know what we want to talk about. <laughs> Let it out. Start us off. Do you want to go? Or do you want to go? You okay. you you're hot. And then you're I, hot. I spent so much time. I sat down. Man, I got to tell you about what happened at my house last night. I don't. People might be tuning in that just care about baseball, but I, maybe at the end, let me tell you. But uh, I sat down to record some breakdowns, and then the tipping stuff. So I spent three hours instead of recording these breakdowns just looking at these tipping pitches and came up empty, which was a terrible feeling. So I mean, I'm in this with you. Yeah. So, you know, this was, I'm going to tell people what's going on for me last night. I started watching the game. I see Bryce Harper's Homer. I freaking screamed. It was like, I was like, that is a bomb. I love watching stuff like that. First pitch, just crushing saying, this is my house. That was big time stuff. Right after that, Teddy's like, dad, I want to go work on my pitching. So, mm. I had the game on like audio. I was listening to the radio. So I wasn't watching the game when all this was going on. I was just listening to it. So I didn't have time to, I, I, in real time, I wasn't watching to see what was going on. So I get in, put open Twitter up, and there was this whole explosion. He's tipping pitches. Oh my gosh. And there's some screenshots. And in the moment, I was like, if this, I, I, I tweeted this out. I said, if this is what's going on, then somebody in the Astros, front office has some explaining to do or the coaching staff has some explaining to do come to find out after doing my own research on this i mean i told the people i was going to you know look at some film and see what i can see because bottom line is people might think they know what's going on out there and i'm trying to help people with this you know picking up tips on pitchers there's a lot of people that are jumping the gun here so i went you and i both went over the footage and in my opinion and we don't have all the camera angles, which when you're a hitter on the opposing side, you have all the camera angles. So there's something different there. But in my opinion, I didn't I didn't see anything that you would use in a World Series game. There were some variances in his leg kick and maybe a little bit with his glove here and there, but nothing consistent enough to rely on. Um, you know, if you're talking about Bryce Harper hitting the homer on the first pitch and then going to to Bohm, uh when he was on deck, Bohm saw him out of the wind up harper saw him out of the stretch usually those two don't correlate uh and they didn't uh in this regard either so here's what i think happened then i'll let you talk james and i don't have any inside knowledge on this 
I'm just from being in the game and kind of understanding the flow of things. I think Bryce called him over there and said, listen, man, it's not sharp today. That breaker spinning up there. I think the crowds got him a little shook, like go have a day against this guy. That's what I think he said. And I think he wanted to do it out in the open because I think he wanted everyone to see that. And for for Lance to get in the dugout and and have someone say to him, "Hey, dude, like they were talking on, you know, on the top step. Like, what, let's go look at this. Like, what's going on?" I think that was part of it, because after pouring over the film, I just there wasn't anything that I thought you could use. And I know a lot of people, some very prestigious people in baseball, were saying it was definitely tipping. But I got to be honest with you, man, I disagree. I. Uh... I, I I don't I do think Bryce thought he had something from watching all the footage. He he does say to to K Long, the hitting coach, he says, I may have something. The, that's what he says. Then he called Bomber, Bomber, and calls him over. But I was getting frustrated with people tweeting out like two different deliveries and saying, Look, they're different, but not showing you what the pitches were or the start of the delivery. And like you can't tell tipping from pictures ever no because you're just pausing a wind up in different spots so like you that can't be anything um it has to be like in the delivery and then it has to be something that if you're not watching the two the two shots next to each other could you still pick it up there's got to be a definitive point like his legs higher than the other one okay well it's easy to tell when you're looking at them side by side but is there a definitive one so one that i think harper kind of thought in the beginning my guess is maybe it was the leg is in the first inning McCullers left foot. So his front foot went above his knee. So that's like a marker. You don't need a side by side to go. If the foot goes above the knee, it's the, and he did that only for breaking pitches before Harper's home run and Harper was sitting curve, but he only throws two pitches to lefties usually. So Harper's going to identify a pitch and sit on it. Problem is, Bombs next at bat, he does the high leg kick. It's a fastball, and he smokes it. So it doesn't add up at all. And then with um, Reese Hoskins at bat, when he homers, he kept his knee, his leg below the knee every pitch, every sinker and slider and Hoskins homer. So it doesn't add up there. So I think they, maybe they thought they had something. But what it did was it got McCullers off his game pretty, pretty yes. big time because <clears throat> McCullers is a guy that throws – Two pitches to lefties usually, sinker or slider, uh, curveball. And in the first inning, to Schwarber um, and Harper, he threw seven pitches, all sliders, all curveballs. In the second inning, he faces um, Schwarber again and Marsh. And now he's throwing changeups. And that's what he did. He went to the changeup. So he thought, yeah. He went, and, he, and he doesn't usually pitch like that. So it was either he didn't like his stuff or maybe this was premeditated game plan, or they got in his head, like you're saying, Trev, and they he completely switched because by the end of the game, I mean, he was throwing, when Harper came up his second at bat, it was cutter-cutter changeup, which aren't pitches he throws that often to lefties especially. So I I was getting annoyed by all the, the videos out there that were just showing two like leg kicks but no actual context around them. Those don't really tell you anything. I do think the Phillies thought they had something. And it led to, Bryce, and Bryce it led to Mar- very Mar- big, uh, confident swings. Bryce might have thought he had something. But, like, 
this is another rule of, of, you know, getting tips is you have to be sure. And, you know, a lot of the time, like you're not sure. And one person might think he's sure, but that's just because he saw something, you know, himself. And to be able to pass that on, it has to be something that everyone can see. Sometimes it's just a feeling. I've talked about Brian Dozier thinking he had something like Chris Sale and everyone else is like, what are you fucking talking about, bro? We don't see anything. He's like, it's in the facial expressions. Okay, dude, I guess. And as much as it might have messed with the McCullers, I think it upped the Phillies, like, swings, like, confident, like, barrel swings if they did get it what they thought they were sitting on. Oh, and that's, well, that's one more one are, more thing right? I want, one more thing then I'll let you go Jake I think we look at Framber and what he did and what he said after the game when he was kind of like obviously being suspicious I don't think I don't think he was cheating but he was being suspicious and I said this on the show before if you're being suspicious you better expect to be you know talked about and and, ha- and have the reaction that everyone had I think this might have been some sort of answer to that where it's like hey let's kind of like get in this guy's head but i do think he was just like missing with some of these pitches and if you're up there and you know this guy's throwing 75 percent breaking balls like your your cadence changes and like you tend to sit there and you don't really necessarily worry about the heater um it was just a mixture of everything i I do not think that they were just they had his pitches all game it surely didn't seem that way when you watch some of the at-bats yeah, and that's that's why everything you guys said is right, and that's that's the problem. I think everyone wants one answer to be right. He was tipping or he wasn't tipping. Uh, he probably might have been a little bit. Maybe it was the leg thing at the start, and maybe he realized it. Or it's something maybe we couldn't see from head on. I know I was I was talking to Jerry during the live stream, Jerry Blevins, Shea Station. Um, you know, at, before and after the live stream, and he said, you know, some. sometimes it's the, the littlest thing, and sometimes it's there, or like you're saying, Trev, it's the belief and it's there, and if you find the right one, then you're good. Um, but, you know, that that's going back to that Evaldi Yankees wild card game last year. You know, the Yankees had something on them, and it was from the front view, so we didn't get the full dynamic of it. I I think it's all that, because, you know, I, I know you mentioned briefly that maybe he was a little rattled out there. That's not Lance McCullers Jr. He's, he's pitching enough big games, um, and I think, you know, we, we were talking about the pitcher, the plight of the pitcher when you are tipping – that it's almost like try anything, and whether that's more change-ups, which we've also seen uh, the Houston pitchers mix, mix up their pitch mix in these playoffs. We've seen Presley throwing more change-ups. You know, if you got it in the bag and you can beat your numbers, that's another way to win. Um, but, yeah, I, I think, you know, look at the guys who are doing it. I mean, Harper, that was a cement mixer middle-middle that he just laid the hammer on it. Yeah, they were all middle-middle, too. Um Boom, you know, is is he just jumping a sinker? Did they think they have something and he jumps a sinker? I don't know. Um, but the other thing here, Boom and Marsh's home runs. Marsh's is a home run in two ballparks. Uh, Boom's was about 50-50, but that's Citizen Bank. That's where they play. That's why this team was built like that. That's why they got a bunch of maulers. They said, let's lean into it. The Schwarbo home run, guess what? He wasn't tipping shit then. That was a change-up, low and away, kind of dotted. Schwarbo threw a barrel on it for 443 to dead center. There's not a lot of guys that can do that in baseball. Of lefties, there might be two. I think it's him and Otani can actually hit a ball like that. Maybe Jordan. How are you, kid? Yeah, I was going to say Jordan. Um, that, yeah, I, I think all of it ends up making sense. Um, 
you know, he, he ends up getting some strikeout. Like, you're not looking at it, and it was zero strikeouts. Like, McCullers had 5Ks. He tried to adjust, whether tipping, pitch mix, or otherwise, with that changeup. It looked good for a little bit. Dusty let him ride for an extra extra inning, I think, when we were all thinking, you know, while we're talking pitch tipping and all of that, and even if, even if he's not, which is kind of worse, if he's not tipping his pitches and he just looks like this, I don't think you can let him go out back for that fifth inning in a World Series game when it's 4 nothing. So it, either way, that's kind of a, a loss for Houston. And uh, I don't know. They also didn't score. So, you know, pick your poison, Houston. Why did they not go to the bullpen earlier? That's kind of that's kind of the thing here is when you have a fully rested bullpen and a bullpen like the Astros have where, you know, there's several guys that you can trust in in high leverage situations. I mean, going third time through the order, it made sense to not have him back out there. He had he put up two goose eggs in a row after giving up the homers uh, in the second inning, but you know, it's that's a very tough top of the lineup and you'd rather have a, you know, somebody else go see him that third time. And, you know, sometimes we talk about managers taking their pitcher out too soon or, you know, you know, this is the new age. They're only going to go five and dive. And sometimes that's right. Um, but when you have a guy that, you know, was having some barrels thrown on his ball, clearly wasn't as sharp as he needed to be. Uh, I think that was a mistake by Dusty. And, and obviously in hindsight, we saw what happened, but I think even without that, I think it's a mistake. You have that bullpen and this is, this isn't like a regular se- like a regular season game, you know, in a regular season game. Yeah. He's out there. Go let him get his pitches in whatever. This is the world series. And this is a crucial game, a swing game, if you will. And I, I, I just think bringing your, your good bullpen in that situation is probably the right decision. Especially off of a double off day. Um, you know, he, he had gotten eight straight outs and he had gone to that yeah. changeup more and he looked a little better, whether it was, just going to the changeup, or maybe he fixed what he was doing. But he'd gotten eight straight outs, but it kind of goes to... Jim said it a couple times this postseason. We saw him push with Montero. It ended up working, but did it? Like, Montero almost gave up two home runs to Schwarbo in the same at-bat. Why wouldn't you have the pen ready to go anyways? Because he gets Segura. That's his eight out in a row. But then Marsh gets a single, and now you have Schwarber up with a runner on, which is you know, the second biggest threat of a two-run homer right now in this series to Harper, and he ends up hitting one. So that that's where it's, how is there not someone ready to go? If he cruises, good for you, Lance. You settled in. But at the first sign of trouble in a 4 nothing game, you got to go, and, and they didn't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, is it is it the... You got a lot of games in a row. I thought the relief pitching would help them. There's things we don't know. Had no idea McCuller, like, you know, McCullers did settle down, but I don't know. Just seemed like it wasn't worth it in World the end. Series. World Series. Third time through. These are the manager's decisions in a World Series. This is what we talk about in the postseason. Like, this is how you have to earn your money. Like, how you handle the bullpen is, like, it's pretty much it for a manager. And I agree. You just have to have someone ready to go. Like, someone should have been up fifth inning as it started, ready to go. Like no doubt in my mind, even maybe even starting in between innings, uh, just getting going, just in case you hit, you get that uh, Mars single, like you said, bring it to Schwarbo. Like someone's got to be ready. That's a mistake. I'm trying to the lefties for Philly. 
really had a a nice night. McCullers stats versus lefties on the season because it's very interesting. He, he's um, outside of Stott, everyone else. Yeah, well, collectively, it's one, two, three, four, four for eight with a walk. Yeah, and and three homers. Without Stott, yeah. I have Stott in there. Stott, Marsh, Schwarber, Harper. Yeah. Only had eight at-bats. Um, against McCullers. I just, I don't know, I just wrote every result down. Okay. Unless I have some weird caveat in here. They hit three homers, though. Yeah. Because um, he has a good slash line for his lefties. All season. Yeah. This is fucking What else we got from this game? We had the Nick Castellanos. He's the best right fielder in baseball right now. Another turtle catch. Turtle catches all over Philly, man. Unreal. To start the game. First pitch. First pitch. Altuve dinks one out there. And, dude, he's, like, getting good beats on this ball. I think that was, like, a a 50-50 catch, like – Castellanos doesn't make a lot of those, especially sure. during the year. There's all those defensive stats. Um, Can you talk about what his quote, Trev? What was his quote? Which one? That during the regular season, it's hard for him to lock in, and he gets bad jumps because he's, like, dazed out. And in these high-pressure games, he's super attentive. So he's getting better jumps. I mean, it's an honest that's quote. That's about as honest of a quote as you're going to find right there because that's the damn truth. 162. There are going to be times, man, we're just like, shit, especially in the outfield. Like, you know, in the infield, you're kind of locked in. Like, there, you can get hurt if you're not locked in, especially at third base. But uh, we all have our moments out there where it's like, okay. You know, you, you know who can hit you the ball and who's probably not going to hit you the ball. And I could see how Castellanos, with the year he kind of had offensively, probably wasn't all in on it too, probably thinking about his at-bats for, you know, a lot of the time. But these games, yeah, I mean, you are locked in every single pitch because you know they're under a microscope. And he's gotten great jumps, and it's just fun, man. It's fun to see him going and doing his thing. It's almost the exact same catch he had, um, what was that, against the Astros? Yeah. Cool. He's had a couple now. I mean, against the uh, the Braves, excuse me, not the Astros. Yeah. The lefties against McCullers, four for eight with three homers. They all only got two at-bats. Uh, Schwarber got three. Schwarber got three. He got the walk. Yeah, walk, homer. The walk, two. And then ground out. So Stott went 0 for 2. Marsh went 2 for 2. Harper and Schwarber went 1 for 2 with a homer each. So the lefties just crushed him, which has been something he's handled pretty well this season. He had like a 270 reverse, slugging. Reverse splits. Yeah. Uh, the other story with Philly's defense is their bullpen. Their two weaknesses, right? Um, I know it's a 7 nothing game. I know it's the second squad. Outside of our guy Gibby looking absolutely gross. How's your cutter slider, kid? They haven't give up a run in the World Series. I mean, Nolan Wheeler got rocked. This bullpen. I don't know, man. They don't use Sir Anthony. They don't use um, Alvarado. D-Rob, if you want to throw him in the mix. Um, it's unreal. It, it's unreal that... The strength of this team is being the strength of this team. That lineup is mauling and frightful. And then the the part that's supposed to be their weakness has been just as good. Bullpen and defense showing up. 
It's about as good as you can get or the best case scenario for top or you get out to the lead, you get to throw some of these guys who haven't really pitched a lot. Gibby gets in there. We see Brogdon do his thing. Um, and now for game four, you have Nola going and you can kind of set yourself up and think, okay, now all those guys that pitched in game three, you're probably going to rest tonight. We got Nola and Alvarado and Sir Anthony and, and probably D Robin Eflin. That seems like those are his four guys that he really trusts there. So that you throw those guys tonight, and then you kind of have a pseudo bullpen game, uh, game five with like Syndergaard probably starting unless he comes in relief in game four. Like you're you're just setting the, the pitching just got set for you. And are we going to be talking about this rain out and and how they were able to um, split Rangers start and Noah's start? I think that's going to end up probably being a pretty big deal in this series. Um, but it's been it's been very impressive. And now for the for the rest of my time in baseball media world, I'm never going to say, oh, this bullpen's going to stink during the postseason. Because you just don't know, dude. You can catch fire and guys can get locked in. And we're seeing that with the Phillies bullpen. I mean, we were we were talking shit about it. Well, the Braves Everyone last was. year. Braves last year. We saw Daniel Hudson and the Nationals do it. And he threw every fucking inning of that World Series. Like, it's it's – it's about, I guess, who can handle the pressure and then who just, just gets hot. When Brogdon came in, it was like the Astros. It was uh, Pena Alvarez. Was it Pena Alvarez? Yeah. They were just swinging. It was like they were so excited that Suarez was gone and they thought like, okay, finally, give us someone new. And they just came in. I mean, Pena tries to bunt. He tries to bunt first pitch. What was that about? Yeah, I don't know. And then and then he swings, and then he swings again out. Jordan Alvarez swings at the first pitch out. Bregman swings at the first pitch. Uh, strike swings at the second pitch out. So the first one, two, three, four, five, six pitches that Brogdon threw had swing attempts, one bunt. And I, th- I thought that was the Astros coming out of themselves a little bit and just trying to fucking... We'll jump you too. The bun was weird. I don't know. They, I guess uh, I don't mind the bun attempt because you're just trying to get runners on base, and I'm sure Bohm was just way shit. back. Tucker swung at like every pitch besides one as well. 13 pitches, 12 strikes for Brogdon. Hot. <laughs> yeah, he's Love had, that. Oh my Jerry God. Blevins had a little lead in his pencil for those skinny legs on Brogdon. That uh, that mm. took him to a special place. How many called strikes I have it in front of me? Do you have it? Mm. One. So they're just swings. Yeah. Swing away, boys. That, that nice little changeup. Uh, and I think I'm, I mentioned it briefly. I think it should be mentioned again. Houston had gone up 5-0 in each of the first games. The Phillies obviously came back in that first game. Houston sitting there down 4-0. Suarez, he walks McCormick. Maldonado gets a single that sends Altuve up to the plate. It looked like the thread had a chance to come undone. We're in a hitter's ballpark. Altuve had lined out that to the pitcher, the one that was in Suarez's glove, and he had the Nick Castellanos one to, to start the game. Both of those on a lesser, lesser fielding pitcher and not playoff defense gold glove Castellanos could possibly yeah. be hits. He has... He, he takes a ball, and then he fouls out on a four-seamer in on his hands, which, uh, I don't know. If you were Houston, that at-bat ended up being your only hope for the night. 
uh, because the next inning they go and they hit two more dongers. But zero goose egg from the Astros. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it seems like when you're facing Ranger, you have to be ready for so many different speeds that it makes it tough. Like you can get blown up by a four seam fastball because you know you might start to sit soft or your cadence might start to get in line with some soft stuff. Then all of a sudden you can kind of just pump one up there. It's very difficult to game plan against somebody like that. His slowest pitch of the night was 77 and his fastest was 95.7. And we're talking 20 miles an hour difference, basically. Yeah. It's actually 18 ish. I'm not mm-hmm. doing math right mm-hmm. now. I just tried to, and my brain was like, no. Just. Yeah, his average is 78 on the curveball, 94 on the four seam, 87 on the cutter, 85 on the change, 94 on the sinker. Pitches? That's that's pretty good. Like when you have those 10 mile an hour differences between all your pitches, I mean, sometimes that can be bad for you, um, depending on if they just kind of look so different out of the hand, then you can kind of, you're able to see it a little earlier. Uh, but I think Ranger does a good job with his arm speed. That's what it looks like to me. Trev, I know I've you don't. Faced him. I know you don't do the math well, but DraftKings does. They do a lot of math, math in that app. It's pretty nuts. They also do sports betting, and they are the official sports betting partner of the World Series at the DraftKings Sportsbook. You can bet five dollars on any World Series game. Might only be a couple left, fellas, and win two hundred dollars in free bets if your team wins. If you want to boost your winnings, they got their same game parlays. Line one or two up. I think I might have one coming out today. Whoops. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOHNBOY. Bet $5 to win $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code JOHNBOY. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. MLB trademarks used with permission. Permission. We have permission. Anything else? Game four? Big game. Yeah. It's a big game. Yes. What are you most excited about for it? Um, I'm most excited to hear what Trev has to say about Houston. Because, I mean, the onus is on them. Philly's going to be rocking. Their lineup's disgusting. Um, do you think it falls more on Javier? Do you think it falls more on the offense to get the goose egg out of there early? Uh, I mean, everybody. This is Nola coming off a start, like a forgettable start. That's interesting. We'd like to see that. Um, see how he responds there. That crowd, like, is I didn't think it really affect the Astros, but that's that's a crazy crowd, man. Like, it's I know we're supposed to have big crowds during the postseason and it's loud pretty much everywhere, but I don't know. It seems a little different there. Like, yeah, they a are hungrier on one. It's Philly, baby. Eagles are seven and oh. I have an answer to your question. Jim's got it. Ask it again because when you asked it, it ask it again in the same way. I don't know. I never know what I say. I was just, I was yeah, about to repeat, two options. I was about to repeat what I said, and the first word I was going to say was onus, uh, which I definitely didn't gave say. Two that. options. Javier, Javier, the hitting, the hitting. Okay. Because after yesterday, Javier better have a short leash. I don't think he needs one. I think he's pretty good. But and he's and and awesome. going down three one. This is a game where Dusty needs to unleash the bullpen, and he will do that. More, you know, um, more uh, beneficially or better if they have a lead. So I think the hitting needs to show up in the first time through the order. Get some barrels, scrap across one run, at least get 
pressure on, don't go down easy the first time through. If the Astros, I think that's kind of the key. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Astros pull this one off and even win soundly. Uh, they're a very good team. Last two last two games for Nola, excuse me, have not been what he's wanted. Uh, four and two-thirds in the CS against the Padres. He gave up two homers, six Ernie's there. Then the last start against Philly in game one, uh, four and a third, five earned runs, two homers. So he's got to keep the ball in the ballpark. Um, I'm interested to see how Javier does. I don't see him like stifling this Philly's offense. They they feel good. That's a confident bunch there. So I think you're right, James. I think it is going to fall on the Astros offense. Like you got to go out there early, get an early lead, try to shut up the crowd as best you can. I don't think it's going to work. That's a raucous crowd. Um, yeah, they just, they have to outslug the Phillies, which is what the Phillies do well. Javier, last five starts, hasn't given up an earned run. Uh, so you got that going for you. Has he enjoyed himself? Um, I don't know. Yeah. I kind of don't know where he sits on this team. I mean, he's a 25-year-old that just had a 2-5-4 ERA, and they're telling him, like, yeah, here's game four, kid, and if we need you out of the bullpen early on. Um, so I don't really know where his head's at. Okay. Uh, but when his stuff is on, it's disgusting. It's... Uh, I think I think he, we all ended up on the right thing there. If you're Houston, take the crowd out of it. Get the zero off the scoreboard. Whatever that is. I mean, if it's if it's out if it's Altuve, Pena goes for the bunt, moves him over, and you get you get one run across. I, I know people would kind of hate that. You gotta no more goose eggs because you can't be in the fourth inning saying Houston hasn't scored a run and they haven't scored a run in Philadelphia. Um, you got to get that out of there. Get the crowd out of there. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Stanek looked good. I don't, I don't know why they're so scared of using that guy. S- seven pitches struck out Harper and Real Muto. Um, and then you've got Ever- Montero now with the extra rest. Bit of a pirate vibe. Presley. Deploy the pen. Deploy it all, Dusty. He's got a plan, though. Uh, Alec. Bomb, 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 bomber, bomber, and Christian Javier mm. both got rookie of the year votes in 2020. Ooh. So don't double charge me for that. If Bryce Harper hits more homers, mm. I mean, it's setting up for this to be like the Bryce Harper show. He might turn into a statue. He might like this is. Like cool, and like, and, cool, and like, we know we know as baseball fans, yeah, you kind of have to figure that Bryce Harper, at some point in his career, is going to take over the playoffs. He's doing that right now in front of our eyes. So I think really enjoy that uh, if you're a Philly fan, and really be scared of that if you're a Houston fan, because it seems like he is about this moment, dude. Like as soon as he's as soon as he hit that homer against San Diego and was like, I just did that. I think that unlocked a new level of Bryce Harper, which is fucking I think he's got to maybe get in touch with a certain coach for the Yankees to get his post-home run swing pose right because the next one might be a statue. That got some discussion in the live chat last night, uh, and I can reach out to Luca P if you want me to. Uh, I think think Bryce... I I think Bryce... I think Bryce already figured it out. I think it's the 
it's not going to be a home. No, they were doing the graphic in and out of commercials, yeah. and it looked awful. It looked like he was just kind of like standing there, like holding fake boobs. But that's what the people but, of Philly will do. That's what it's going to turn uh, into. You take a picture next to Bryce holding your y- mm, yabbers. Uh, your boobs would be nice to hold up. Uh, listen, I think Bryce. There's no doubt in my mind. His statue is going to be like a fist pump and him screaming. That's like what. He'll be screaming. I'll die black on there. High black screaming. Philly. Jake sucks. Oh, a new dude. shirt. My house. A new merch house coming out. Puke. Stomach bugs going through. Might hit me at any second. Um, it was on.